The Rundown Wrestling Network is proud to partner with Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. Dubby is made in the USA, contains zero sugar, zero filler, zero artificial colors or dyes, and zero gluten. There are no secret ingredients and no special formulas, so you know exactly what you're putting in your body. All of Dubby's flavors are custom-made in-house, so you won't find them anywhere else. And with how much drink mix you get per tub, it works out to a dollar per serving or less. That's cheaper than your favorite coffee shop or canned energy drink. So try Dubby today. Click the link in the episode description or point your browser to Dubby.gg and use our code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G, promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10%. Try it out with a starter pack or dive straight in, get a full tub. Get yourself a shaker, get some stickers, get some apparel. Get it all at Dubby.gg with promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING for 10% off. That's W.GG, promo code Rundown Wrestling. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rock and roll, strutting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Ding song! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are you kidding? It's the most important day of the year. My high holy day, Jerry. Ramadan rolled into Easter. Halloween smeared all over St. Patrick's Day. Kwanzaa Christmas until it cries. Dude, it's kind of messed up to get that excited about Hitler's birthday. Hitler has nothing to do with it, man. It's 420. Oh my gosh, 420. 420, dude. The 20th of four. As tradition dictates, on this most holy day, we will smoke tons and tons of green bud and play the best video games I've ever made. Rope-a-dope, Weed Racer, and Sir Lancepot. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks, each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. But you're working it, and I'm loving it. Enough is enough, and it's time for the rundown. Welcome, everybody, to the rundown. I'm your host this week, Troy. Nobody else wanted to join me, and Sal's here. I am here. Um, How are we doing? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, we're not, it's not just me and you tonight, right? No. No. Who else is here? Adam's here. I can see his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Adam? Hi. I'm here. Oh. Surprise, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> there he is! There you go. Joining us as well... Jason's here. I am here. Better late than never. Hey, yeah, we'll take it, man. As you'll as you'll learn shortly, sometimes mm-hmm. the uh, <laughs> sports dad thing takes precedence. I had to put a C flap on my son's new baseball helmet. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, so peek behind the curtain. First of all, happy four twenty to everybody out there. Um, second of all, uh, yeah. So. We've, we've talked a bit on the show that, uh, that my daughter has started softball. Obviously, we've had um, a couple of years of Jason's uh, son, Jackson, being a phenomenal sports star. So I get I get to join those ranks. And, uh, yeah, so we are, are recording this show a day early, which is why you're getting this on Thursday morning. Uh, so make sure to, uh, to spark one up or, or take an edible before you 
go ahead and listen to this one. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm not available tomorrow because it's my daughter's first practice, so I'm, I'm interested in that. And and I'm I'm going to be just as spotty as Jason normally is during any time of year that there's sports running. <laughs> Um, but it's it's one of those things where you know we we always tell you Jason that uh, you know your family comes first and uh, we miss you but honestly like you're you're exactly where you need to need to be at the time so <laughs> um, and uh, that is probably going to be your meal ticket one of these days so <laughs> <laughs> right. I ain't got a retirement plan so that's what I'm banking on all right your retirement plan is. Any any team that decides to draft him, and there's a good chance he might be one of those. Uh, oh, by the way, this football player was drafted in the baseball draft listed too. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, but we have um, an okay show for you. I'm not gonna. But <laughs> the um, actually, it's funny. So I just left. Uh, part of the reason I'm I'm running late is I left baseball practice right before coming here. Um, with my team, so my son's on town ball team and uh, um, AAU team. One of his friends does both of those, plus his middle school team. So that's three. That's a lot, too. Um, but anyway, so I got the jerseys to hand out to the boys and uh, handed them out, and they're fucking huge. Mm. So as I go to leave, the vice president of our league, who's a friend of mine, happens to be swinging by my practice just to say hi. And he's like, uh, yeah, this sponsor name that's on the back of your jersey was supposed to be for the seniors team whoops <laughs> so that would explain why all my kids were swimming in their jerseys okay. um, so now I have to make a drive tomorrow to all five of the kids houses who left with their jerseys so that I can get those back because the seniors team plays on Sunday <laughs> And uh, I am actually going to be out of the state for a baseball tournament this weekend. So, Whoops. yeah, so lots of fun stuff happens when you huh. coach teams. Mm. Yeah. Did you text I, uh, any of the parents to see? Like, No, because I'm not 100% sure that the juniors and seniors jerseys are different sizes. I got to talk to the guy who uh, took what should have been mine tomorrow morning and didn't want to cause panic before I know there's a reason to. Got it. I know the Bruins game is over, so. <laughs> do you have do you have like an app that you're able to connect with? The uh, so list? I usually just use a text message for the, for my team because it's, it's easier. But um, I also use the Game Changer app, which is fantastic if you're a youth coach or a parent. It's just I for AAU I'm in charge of the streaming, so I live stream the games so the parents that can't be at the games can watch the games, and it's a pretty cool app. Cool. We use the uh, Sports Engine app, okay, um, which, which gives you like a you, you know the coach will put the schedule in and you can yep. look at the player stats and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's been uh, it's been interesting. So I wasn't I wasn't aware. Like obviously I knew going in like okay we'll we'll need a batting helmet we'll need a baseball so we can practice we'll need a bat you know the, they'll provide the jersey. I wasn't aware that also um, they needed a fielder's mask, which is something I've never heard of before. <laughs> that is just like a, fielder's like mask. a, it's a, it's just a metal mask that they wear when they're out in the field to make sure that they don't mm. destroy their faces too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was so I'm like, it's like, 
Because when we went to go pick up the jersey, that was one of the things they said. They're like, did you guys get a fielder's mask yet? I was like, no, our coach was on vacation when they were supposed to be handing out the jerseys. Didn't fucking tell me that at all. So I'm like, they're like, oh, well, it's, you know, we've got a couple here. I was like, yeah, I'm sure you have a couple here that are incredibly overpriced. I'll go ahead and find that online. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, didn't didn't buy the $60 fielder's mask from the store. I went ahead and bought a $25 one on Amazon. Same Manufacturer, mind you, same same mask I would have got there, just without all that fucking markup. So, what'd you spend on the cleats? Uh, the cleats were, I want to say, fifteen. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, no. I mean, it's you know, it's it's uh, girls' um, softball, so it's not as bad as it could be. And then I it was like uh, I bought like a twenty dollar pair of of uh, baseball pants. And then, like, the bat was 25, and then the helmet was 25. I saw that. Jackson's current paracletes was, like, 80 bucks. Yeah, that, that, for his age, that sounds about right. But we're in the metal cleats now, too, so it's yep. probably a little more expensive. Plus, um, he got the Bryce Harper special edition Joker line, so. I got, I got some off brands, and yeah, it's, it's plastic cleats, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, you know, she doesn't care. She just doesn't right. have all the whole fucking stuff. So, and then yeah, we, um, oh the the mitt too. I think it was about mm-hmm. twenty. So, all in all, probably about hundred and sixty dollars, not counting the amount that it cost for, you know, signing up for the league. But, what did they get you for that? Uh, one eighty for the year. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I still don't. Ours think is only one forty. Interesting. Okay. Neither neither of those are bad. I remember one of my daughters used to do karate. That was a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And then um, when my youngest did soccer, it was I think I think yeah one forty something like that. But it was only for half a season, and then another one forty for the second half. So we've got nine games that we're doing, and then and all of our games are on Thursday, of course. Which is when we. So that'll be interesting, but uh, and like the first three games are on school nights, so that'll yeah. be fun for her Friday morning going to school, <laughs> especially oh, the one that ends at nine thirty. She'll know how Dad feels after podcast night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you tomorrow morning too. Um, yeah, last night was all about uh, me and my buddy playing GTA Five until about. <laughs> That's. Nice. Uh, yeah, then the, tomorrow morning will be on the podcast. So I do have some some news that we can can play with, but first I guess we should uh, probably update. Okay, can I stop getting fucking updates on everything? Thank you very much. <laughs> um, oh, I, I do have a good story from this week. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, you guys are aware because we I mentioned it in the in our little thread there. Um, I ended up having to leave my office on Tuesday because there was a gun violence threat made against my company. Um, so that was exciting. <laughs> uh, the person idiotically did it after making sure that we knew who their name was because they were calling our customer service department. They were logged into their account. Um, so that person got a visit from the police and I'm guessing their employer not too happy with them, um, but everyone was safe. There was no actual 
just somebody who got pissed and said something stupid. But uh, don't do that stuff, people, because it's a bad day and age to do that. Yeah, you you used to be able to make jokes like that back when you know, like shootings didn't happen on a in the U.S. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Can't really make those same jokes. You can't really mm. make those threats again. No, no, it doesn't. That doesn't go over as well as it used to. So, I mean, we're all we're all old enough to remember how like going postal was a right. fun yes. for right. you know, years. Mm. Um, so about 15 years ago, I did customer service for Comcast, and people used to threaten all the time. But there's call centers all over the country. You don't know where you're calling. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even just around the Northeast, you don't. There's probably about 17 of them. So. Right. Go ahead, threaten us all you want. We never can. But it's just like, but nowadays, no, they probably do have the cops sent to their house. Other thing, I mean, I worked at or I worked at a call center too, and even though you know we're in Wisconsin, the fucking area code was like the corporate office's area code in like North Carolina. So it's like, yeah, they're, they ain't gonna fuck us. Yeah. Um. I was trying to think of... Uh, you had some news, you said. Yeah, yeah, WWE news. Wrestling news, I should say. Um, I have been watching Swarm on Amazon Prime, which has been really good. Uh, it's one of the writers of the Watchmen TV series, which I thought was really good. And uh, Donald Glover, uh, okay. who is Chapter Gambino, is one of the writers. It is, uh, it's very good. It's very well uh, acted and everything like that. Um, <laughs> there's... There is a uh, a moment in it with the uh, Rory Culkin, who's like Macaulay Culkin's brother, and he's only in it for like three minutes or something like that. But he leaves a lasting impression. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, really good good show. Otherwise, it's just been um, just kind of staying staying with it on Yellow Jackets. I've been you know watching movies when I get a chance to. So started the but, uh, Boston Marathon bombing documentary oh. on Netflix. First episode was very good. Interesting. Yeah, I I, I saw that there. I'm going to check that out. I just don't know if it's going to be this weekend or next weekend. Well, I'd be doing anything this weekend because I'm at baseball field all weekend. It's uh, kind of interesting because uh, like, uh, making Murderer for me, watching it about somebody in Wisconsin, it was it was interesting to kind of like hit a little closer to home. That that series has got to hit really close to home for you two. You don't even know the half. <laughs> so, and, and, it, and it's a half I don't want to talk about on this show. But uh, I mean, I wasn't yeah. I immediately impacted by it. Um, the two of you weren't like immediately impacted by it, but you were impacted by it. Honestly, right, sure. Um, so I can I can't imagine kind of reliving that, but. I, I understand that you're, you know, wanting to get more information on it, obviously, because I'm sure there was a lot of things that weren't really talked about and, mm-hmm. um, in the news of that, and obviously nothing happened if you asked Austin Aries, so. Huh. Well, <laughs> right. a lot of, to be honest, there is a big misconception that a lot of people think it was just the event. It was it was the things that happened after the event. It was the manhunt. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a whole week of, of just... Things you wouldn't expect, because you would think it's... If you read in the paper, you were like, oh, it just happened that day, and nothing happened after that. Nope. No, I mean, we were... 
I'm sure Sal's the same way. I was at the time living in Worcester or in the Worcester area, um, so not as close to the Boston area as I as I grew up. Um, but I woke up. You would wake up every day, and it's like, okay, so, oh yeah, they think they know who it was. Oh, now here's the video. No, oh, this hotel is shut down now because we think somebody there might have had something to do with it. Oh. This police officer got shot by the people who did it. Oh, now there's a shootout in the middle of the streets of Boston. Oh, now the entire area of Watertown is shut down. Like, it just, it was a never-ending. And, I mean, for me, the, the one of the enduring memories is um, around Major League Baseball when they caught the person and brought him in alive, Uh Every well, most major league ballparks played Sweet Caroline um, as a tribute to Boston, which was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll be interested to hear um, what you think of the series. So, moving on to news, uh, another massive L for the dirt sheets because obviously we had heard that Stone Cold was in talks to be at WrestleMania was in talks to be with L.A. Knight, and the uh, shit sheets told us that he turned down going to WrestleMania. Well, turns out that wasn't the case. Uh, what actually happened was Stone Cold was booked for the event, but because the production on his series, uh, Stone Cold, Cracks Beer, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, ran long. So he was literally not able to get there because they were still doing... Uh, production on his reality show. That's why he wasn't booked for me. Okay. So, just to, I just love to, to bring up anytime the dirt sheets fuck up and give you misinformation. Yeah. But you'll still get those people who will be like, hey, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Melton told me that he didn't want to work with Ellie Knight because he would have a job to him, so no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other big one was that uh, WWE entered into a partnership with Twitch where the WWE talents would be able to use their WWE registered trademark names on Twitch. And WWE and Twitch came to the agreement that Twitch would pay WWE some of what their cut would be. No, 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 no. I was told this afternoon that <laughs> that would be money being taken out of the talent's pocket. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we heard. You're not the case. Not the case at all. Nope. The, the talent are still getting the exact same amount that they would have gotten, whether WWE was involved or not. Um, and the cut of money that WWE is taking is coming out of Twitch's pocket, and of course, Twitch is getting some free publicity out of it, and they're also getting the fact that they can use it. Now, I know that there are people who are turning around and being like, oh, independent contractors. Like, you, Jason, you work with uh, with a company that works with independent contractors, right? Like, has people that work for other companies that come and do work by you or or mm-hmm. work for you, right? Yeah. Let me ask you something. Uh, let's say that uh, um, uh, Johnny Sampson working for Company A and and working through you, not not doesn't work for your company. Let's say that he's working out one night and he just tears the shit out of his fucking. Uh, bicep, right? Would your company pay for his surgery? No. 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 Funny. Yeah. 
what about if uh, uh, that same guy wound up having to go to rehab? Would your company pay for this rehab? No. 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 See, that's that's the difference between a, a normal independent contractor and a WWE independent contractor. Now, hold on, hold on, because yep. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, because mm-hmm. that guy would also be free to take a job working for someone else. Sure. If he wanted to, while working for me. Sure. And I, I understand that dis- distinction. I understand that. That the way that they're classified is is they, they should be classified as employees. I get that. But also WWE takes care of them as if they are employees mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, they will sit there like Maria Canellas got paid the entire time that she was she was pregnant. Mike Canellas uh, got paid the entire time he went to rehab. You know, they send people. I don't, I don't know because they they've changed that story several different times. <laughs> well, that I've told yeah. it. So who the fuck knows at this point? But right. Uh, and again, I like Mike. Just I, yeah. the story has changed several times based on when they've told it. But yeah, uh, same thing with Keith Lee. Keith Lee first said that they didn't pay for anything, then said, "Oh yeah, they paid for everything." Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but the way that you that you have to look at this is, and and people will sit there and say like, "Well, why?" Why is WWE involved at all? Well, because people aren't going to search on Twitch for Gianna Diadio or whatever. They're going to search for Liv Morgan. Right. So her being able to use her WWE name is going to cause more people to watch her stream. It's going to cause more money to come into her pocket than if she was going by her real name. Dakota Kai right now still is under Charlie Girl. Now, does... Do a lot of people know that Dakota Kai streams? Probably not, because she's not listed as Dakota Kai on there. She could now. I don't know that she will change, but she could now. Same thing with Zelina Vega. She's Thea Trinidad on there, you know? But when you return, you're able to turn around and go, oh, hey, you know, I'm fucking well, Riddick Moss. More people are going to turn in, tune in than if I was whatever the fuck is going on. And to everybody that bitched about the fact that they wanted control over the situation. Do you guys think that Marvel is allowing, you know, Robert Downey Jr. to go out and do things as Tony Stark without their approval? Exactly. Intellectual property is intellectual property. You can't right. represent your employer or the person who owns the intellectual property without their permission. That's exactly. standard boilerplate shit. That's not anything WWE's not breaking new ground with that. Anytime that you go to a, a, a convention where you have somebody there, if their sign says Robert Downey Jr., like underneath it, it says Tony Stark and Iron Man, that con paid for that name on that banner. Mm-hmm. If it just said Robert Downey Jr., you'd be like, okay, it's not affiliated with it at all. So, yeah, it's, it's all part of that. Like, again, it, like, I'm sorry, but Liv Morgan would not be fucking famous unless she was Liv Morgan with the uh, WWE machine behind her and the name rights and the fucking shirts and stuff like that. So I know I keep picking on her, but she's a great, <laughs> but but that but that's that's what I'm saying. It's like I said. I mean, sure there are a couple people still in WWE who are who have licensed their own name, but they are in an agreement to be able to use the name like Mia Yim on WWE TV. There's still an agreement under that name, and while they are a part of that, WWE's going to sit there and be like, hey, 
we can't have Mia Yim going on a fucking Twitch stream and start spouting out racist shit. Right. <laughs> right. They need they need to be able to shut that down and and look no further than fucking Paige Van Zant right now who is allowed to go on fucking OnlyFans and stuff like that and literally is I wish we jerk- could see her naked her- at some point. I know. She's literally on there jerking a dude off and fucking like showing off her fake tits and stuff like that. Like pretty sure WWE doesn't want her to do that. It wouldn't pretty sure it's do that. probably her husband now, right? Like, yeah, of course, yeah, but <laughs> but that's what it is. Like, she's she's actually doing fucking porn on there. Yeah, I mean, Mandy Rose is getting close. Mandy Rose close. definitely is getting close. Yeah, <laughs> but she, you know, uh, Tino wouldn't like that. Yeah, so, but yeah, they might I, be playing a game of can you top this? Her and Paige Van Zandt, because every time that one does something, the other one does something that's almost just as bad. So. Uh, Paige Van Zandt has far and away won that battle because I have seen I have yes. seen her uterus. All right, <laughs> let's put it that way. Like, yeah, she's she has shown you everything that she's got to offer. Whereas, man, as Mandy, while we have seen pretty much everything, including her butthole, there's still there's still some untouched. We haven't seen Tino's dick in her mouth yet, so that's what no. I'm but for. we pretty much saw <laughs> penetration on the last set. I mean, we that's didn't. True. I mean. They didn't see it, but it was going on. Yes, they was definitely playing hide and sausage. (laughs) Yeah, it was implied penetration. (laughs) There's your episode title. Yep. (laughs) So so again, we you know we we talked before about you know the Twitch ban and stuff like that, and and the Twitch ban did get a lot of us upset, and rightfully so. So lifting the ban is a great step in the right direction. Turning around and being like, we're only going to take money from Twitch, is the perfect step in this. And WWE didn't have to do that at all, and they did. So I will give them props on that. Now, I, I know we'll still get some fucking reference to it on Dynamite tonight. Um, uh, like, they're still fucking holding their people hostage over that, but I don't give a fuck at that point, all right? Somebody's paying me a million fucking dollars. I'm going to sit there and be like, you want to fucking control what I, I stream? That's fine. I'm going to go ahead and continue cashing those checks. And... So. By using your WWE name, like you said, your follower account's mm-hmm. going to go through the roof. Right, exactly. Yeah, if Rhea Ripley turned around and went on the fucking platform, she's going to have a million subs in a day. And and one Dom. <laughs> but yeah, that's Anytime like, Rhea Ripley turns around, she's going to have a bunch of subs. Yeah, exactly. Mm, that's fair. So, uh, unless we've got anything else, I guess we can start talking about uh, our weekly shows. So we don't have. Dynamite How's hard times talk? coming, Sal? Uh, actually, I do have an update on that because this is the final week of my semester, and then I get a week off. So my plan was to do it next week. Okay. And now that I said it on the show, it's 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 canon. It has to happen now. So now I don't have a choice. I don't know. I've made a lot of promises that I've broken. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's you. Two steps down. I'm working on it. Not really. Uh, <laughs> it's in the it's in the back of my mind now that I need to do it. So you. Uh, so next uh, time y'all want me to make a bet with you, and I'm like, nah, fucking, this is why. I I won't make a bet with you until I pay up. <laughs> so we don't have dynamite to talk about this week because it's currently happening. Well, 
since uh, Sal and Adam completely decided to gloss over last week's Dynamite, we could talk about some of that. Pull back the curtain. Adam didn't watch it. So what was I supposed to do? Talk to myself? Shocker. Um, he also reminded me that he wasn't kidding when he said he was not watching EW anymore. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I don't remember what happened last week. Jericho said uh, things. MJF did a talk, did a talk segment again, as he always does. Yeah, Hager like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> so, I am. Well, they uh, they immediately MJF came out to confront Darby Allen after. He defeated Swerve Strickland because... Yes, it was Swerve. Yes. Oh, yeah, and then Sting came out. And Sting got a really, really long way to, to drop Cody in his promo. Yeah. <laughs> so they chose to play the Cody card here. Um, in the strangest way possible. Right. Just very strange how they chose to do that. And then later on chose to do another WWE affiliation storyline as a way to get their stuff over and now sean spears is back to being the perfect 10 complete with the card the originality in this company continues to wane just more and more every single week i love the the fact that you can constantly just throw at them that's not the flex you think it is so them sitting there and like insulting cody for losing a mania it's like you do realize that in a losing effort that motherfucker was in the main event of the biggest show of the year where millions of people watched it. <laughs> well, that's until AEW fills 90,000 seats at Wembley Stadium. Right. Did you did you hear Bischoff's? Because uh, they have 50,000 pre-sales, Troy. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> if, in, in case you're wondering, so there's this pre-sale thing. This pre-sale thing is it, the, no tickets have been sold. This is not a pre-sale. This is a sign-up to be alerted when well, the tickets go on sale. That's not a pre-sale. That's no, it's not. It's a sign-up sheet. <laughs> so they said pre-sale. They sold 50,000 pre-sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, bullshit. They, they didn't. What this is was this is joining a mailing list in order to be told when the, the tickets went on sale. Guess how many people did the same thing for Clash of the Castle? 100,000 people did. <laughs> Guess how many tickets Clash of the Castle sold? 80,000. So the fact that they have 50,000 uh, sign-ups for a mailing list, most of which I guarantee you are not in fucking uh, the UK, if you go by the by the comparison, that means they're going to half fill the arena. Which is what we kind of figure anyway. 40, yeah. maybe 45 if they're lucky. And again, so... And that's, that's, that is an accomplishment. If that's they, a very good accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. If they yeah. sell 40,000 seats to an event, that is huge for them. It's their biggest right. gate Fantastic. ever. Fantastic. 100%. Yeah. The problem is <laughs> they have already set themselves up that they have over-promised and are going to deliver. So while, while this is the same thing with them getting a million viewers for most awesome. weeks, like, that's a great fucking thing. The problem is, is that that wasn't enough for them. So you had fucking Chris Jericho saying, like, well, we got a, th- got a million now. We're going to fucking get two million. We're going to beat Raw. Like, that's the problem, is the fucking, like, promising the shit that you can't fucking deliver. Right. So selling 40,000 tickets for a company that's been around for four years is fucking great. Mm-hmm. But they're, one, they're in an arena that has twice 70 seats, <laughs> which is kind of the issue. But also, yeah, it's like this... 
oh, we've had this many, many fucking uh, signups for the thing. We're gonna we're gonna sell this place out. It's like, well, so then if you don't, which they'll call it a sellout, no matter how many tickets they sell, right. when they don't, it's going to be looked at as a failure when it's really not. Right. Yeah, because they set the yeah. they set the expectation because mm-hmm. they're a bunch of fucking cunts. Um, yeah. I will say this about the Sting promo, Troy. I don't know if you watched it. He didn't. He didn't take a shot at Cody losing. He just kind of threw no. Cody um, in in MJF's face, and because uh, MJF was saying, you know, Darby has Sting as like the guy who's helping him like hold his hand and stuff through the back, and he's like, "Well, you had Cody, so." But the oh, weird part about there, the fucking threw it promo out there to get a pop, and that's what he got. Right, right. They, but the weird the people thing, cheered for it. Dude, the weird thing about the fucking promo is Sting comes out there with goddamn cheerleader pom poms, like hidden in his jacket. And decides to toss them at MGF's face because it's funny. I think no, I, I don't know. It wasn't funny to me. <laughs> you're watching. You're watching Trish Stratus on WWTV right now, having a a really good fucking nostalgia run with this heel turn. And they're the company that doesn't respect legends. AW respects legends. They can't fucking book Arn Anderson to save their life. He's never not on the show anymore. This fucking kid's not on the show anymore. Jake Roberts is half dead, and he gets dragged out every once in a while to just stand at ringside. Hey, but hey, Sting, hey, Jake Roberts <laughs> was was half dead before he signed with AEW. That's true. true. <laughs> but Sting, who, who, again, undefeated in AEW, can come out there and cut shitty promos and take shitty super kicks. So, is that. Respecting their legends. Um, speaking of... Uh... Legends, if you will. Um, it was just about a month, a month and a half ago, that the wrestling world um, mourned the passing of Jay Briscoe, mm-hmm. uh, and that AEW um, ad nauseum played the Jay Briscoe card uh, to hype up their own stars and their own events and their own pay per views and. Um, do you want to, uh, Troy, can you remind people how Jay Briscoe died? Uh, a, a woman driving a vehicle crossed the center line and uh, got into a car accident with him, which severely hurt his two daughters and killed him. And, and why would that woman drive across, the, the, driving the wrong lane of traffic? She was under the influence. Oh, that's interesting. Another news, Jeff Hardy's back! Woo! Uh, do, you, do you want to remind people why Jeff Hardy got suspended, right? Uh, he was driving under the influence. <laughs> so it's interesting that we're now going welcome back, welcome back to a guy who did the same thing that killed Jay Briscoe. You're, missing the, you're missing the other part of this, where AEW did a car crash segment. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, there was that too. <laughs> Just throw that in the fucking pile. Um... It really is. And this is the thing. When, when when we talk about how they used Brody's death and they tried to capitalize on it, and we talk about how they tried to capitalize on Jay Briscoe's death, and people Omar. will sit there. Yes. And people will sit here and say that we're just being haters and that this is anti-AEW rhetoric and bullshit. And it's not. <laughs> this is a repeated, repeated um turn of events they continue to do this they continue to find people who they can capitalize financially off of that person's memory 
and and do so ad nauseum until it's no longer useful for them, and then they will just throw it away and find the next thing. Uh, and that's what Jay Briscoe was. And the fact that they brought in a guy who literally was arrested for doing the same thing that killed Jay Briscoe just a month ago and brought him back to a hero's welcome tells you everything you need to know about what how much this company actually cares. Remind me again, uh, right after the Jay Briscoe death, what, what did WWE do? Um, they canceled a segment... <laughs> Uh, that was supposed to be a mock funeral. Right. Or a guy who never showed up on their show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't monetize his passing. They didn't try to monetize his career or put his brother out there as a way to garner attention. Um, they, they let guys use his catchphrase, and they let yeah. guys use armbands yeah. to show respect. They didn't, and and they even mentioned that he died. Yep. You know, they had a fucking card up on it. It's like that is the way to do it. You let the, the let the boys do a couple of tributes. You you throw up a card, as they did for Brody. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And they and WWE even kind of stepped aside and said, "Hey, we're not going to do any kind of tribute show for Brody or anything like that because he was your guy, and we're going to let you guys do it." And so, as as much as people love to love to shit on WWE, and there is plenty to shit on their living toilet, the, there there is still a lot of good things that they do. Um, well, and definitely will. They're professional. You know, you may not agree with some of their decisions or some of their uh, creative, but but WWE, they are a professional company, and they understand yeah. that it's a brotherhood. So yes, they are going to to allow people to pay tribute to Jay Briscoe and. And wear the armbands. My my issue, um, not necessarily an issue with what Jason I would always... said, but what it might just one second. Um, in response to what you said about people saying, "Oh, are, are we being haters?" What's sickening, and you mentioned it, is that AEW doesn't do it once. They shove it down your throat for two months. The Brody stuff went on probably Still going for on. months after his death. Yeah, every time they go to Buffalo. They yep. have to make it like a Brody tribute show, and it they and, start and, they start every show with you, you know, it's Wednesday. You know what, what that means. And and the fact that that Jay Briscoe was so sudden his his passing, they like made a title. What they do? They retired the ROH tag team titles in the very next pay per view and had his mm-hmm. brother in the match. Like what? What? They overdo it. They don't even. So not only are they doing it, they're doing it blatantly. So now they're going to have the reach for the Sky Ladder match yearly now too, as a tribute to in our ledge. It's not a tribute at that point. Like Jason said, it's cashing in. It's cashing yeah. in with someone else's dad. That's fucked up. This is this is a company that literally, I mean, claimed they're putting Owen Hart in their video game. The guy died before AW was even a fucking thought in Tony Khan's tiny little brain, and they've literally had a fucking tournament to crown two different people. As the Owen Hart tribute champions, which they haven't fucking done anything with those title belts, yeah. Or again, a guy who never wrestled for them because they didn't exist by the time he's dead. And the only reason they picked Owen is because he had uh, his widow has such a beef with WWE. Oh yeah, it was absolutely to rub it in the WWE. Oh, hundred percent. And I don't blame her. I mean, if I was her, I'd be upset too, and I would mm-hmm. hold that grudge to be honest. But. Of course, Tony kind of fucking capitalized on that. That's all he was going for. 
Uh, and some lighter news from Dynamite. Um, the Elite proved how good of friends they can be to somebody, somebody once again on Wednesday as they allowed Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa to get the absolute shit kicked out of them um, before they eventually ran in to make a save after they were done beating the shit out of Nakazawa and Cutler. They came out to attack the... the Wait, wait, uh, but I was told the Bucks, I was told the Bucks weren't there, and whatever was Nakazawa and Cutler going to do? <laughs> well, Again, two more, two, more guys, two more guys that nobody gives a shit about that they just trot out there when they need somebody adjacent to the fucking... Because, because the Bucks ain't taking that beat down. <laughs> no, I'm just... It's one of those deals where it's like, so they were in the building, mm -hmm. they were ready to physically get involved, mm -hmm. they just figured they'd wait until after they kicked the shit out of their friends. Didn't they even have their gear on? Uh, I don't know if they had their gear on. All right, all right. Jeans, well, the half, the, half their gear looks like fucking jeans yeah. anyway, so... I mean, when Jeff Hardy went to save his fucking brother again and stopped to show everyone that he painted a chair, so there's still that. Which is the second time that he has come mm. to do a fucking run in and stop to do something on a convention <laughs> ramp before but, but Guys, Matt is so cool because Matt Matt Hardy told everybody it would be six to eight weeks and then that night is when his brother showed up. Whoa as soon as, swerve. As soon as he said that, I was like I'm like, Oh you should no, swerve lost to Darby. <laughs> that's true, yeah. yeah. For no reason at all. But yeah, that's a fact. Fucking game changer. And, uh, and then Swerve <laughs> attacked Keely at the end of it for no reason. What's up? There's another there's another feud that that shit's been going on for a year now, right? Uh, I'm kind of like I know they mentioned yeah, since... it last September. <laughs> oh no, it was last summer when they were in New York City. Okay, so last summer, and we're doing it again. So, no, we're not doing stopped. it again. They haven't still done it. Doing it, they're still doing this. That's true. These two are. Still They've literally never had actually. the one on one match. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, hey Sal. Yeah. How many women's championships does AEW have? Two. Okay. Who holds the AEW women's championship? Jade is the TBS champion. And okay. Jamie Hayter is the AEW women's champion. See, it's funny that you say that because you want to explain to me if those two have those titles, that why the women's division on television revolves around Sky Blue. Oh. Because she's got a fat ass and a bad attitude. Wait, no, no that's, that's another that's person. One. That's the other one. Sorry. Ah, that Did one. you order your t-shirt, by the way? Not yet. To be fair, she said that in her promo. Right. Before <laughs> they made the shirt. So It's fine. First of all. And she does, in fact, have a fat ass. She so. does. And a bad attitude, apparently. I mean, I don't know about her attitude. You'd have to ask <laughs> Jungle Boy Jack off Perry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why Sky... We would talk about that off-air. I don't understand why Sky Blue gets gets 17 TV matches in a row on Dynamite, not even on Rampage. And, and loses them all. Well, yeah, that too. So, Again, optics matter. You, you, can't, also, you can't push somebody by having them lose fucking weekly. Also, and... This happens all the time, and it's unfortunate, but at the same time... Wouldn't you have her, like, not try not to look like Cora Jade? Well, they lost out on Cora Jade, so. But, I mean, the, like, the backwards hat, it's, it was pretty much the same look as Cora Jade. Yeah. Now, okay. of course, they think they've they've beaten NXT, so they're probably, like, well, we're the bigger deal than them anyway, which 
you know. That's why is that why they're yep. still using NXT storylines on their television? And why they <laughs> why they named it named it Bullet Club Club Gold. Yeah. Which yeah, another one. So Bullet Club Gold now is Jay White and Rock Hard, Juice Robinson. Thank you. Gotta call him Rock Hard. It doesn't work. <laughs> I love the fact that uh Which um, Rock Hard Juice Robinson, who by the way is on the Niable. No. <laughs> um, but the thing that they came to see, the thing that puts the asses in seats, the main event of Dynamite last week, Troy, I know you were just jizzing in your pants for this matchup between Chris Jericho and Elderly. Mm-hmm. The Wizard, Elderly. Versus the Wizard, Chris Jericho. It's like, the a, Wizard. it's like a fucking <laughs> RPG. Uh, no, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Um, Sal, I can, uh, Troy already went out there. I can, I can literally Google KKK Chris Jericho and see a picture of him. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh, you were there. Okay, I was, I was thinking LARPing, but that's fine. I don't, um, I don't, I don't. You don't missed care the part that... where he called him the Grand Wizard. Sal. Yeah. yeah, I did miss the Grand yeah. part. And he beat a black man. Um, that's true. But hey. <laughs> But hey, don't worry, because hey, remember... The Grand Wizard versus the Grandpa. Remember that whole storyline that we kept hearing where it was like, oh, Vince wants to make Adam Cole Keith Lee's manager? Well, guess what's going to happen <laughs> in AEW? Uh, pretty much. Well, no, no, not pretty much. Adam Cole, who has no affiliation with Keith Lee other than their battle in NXT... Which they couldn't stop talking about on AEW this Mm -hmm. week. All the battles between Keith Lee and Adam Cole. Now, best of my recollection, they had one match. So they talk about all these battles and this heated rivalry. Yeah, it was the match for the title. That was it. Yeah, Keith Lee won it, and that was it. Now, there was that, of course, that pounce that became became, wrestling fodder and a gif and all that stuff. Which, which once, once they have... Uh, Keith Lee's dad turn on Adam Cole. They will. They will definitely recreate that. Oh, they're definitely doing their own pounds, hundred percent. Yeah, because they are so, completely bereft of original ideas at this point. Uh, right. You you don't Is even that, have to say the word original. They're just bereft of ideas at this point. Oh, like they have a lot of bad ideas. Yeah, they got a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> like continuing to have Keith Lee and Swerve feud with each other. Or continuing to bring in tag teams from other companies who don't work for you to beat your own tag teams like mm. best friends mm. who have never been put over as a big deal. Or continue to make nonsensical title changes. Wait, nope, sorry, spoiler. I, didn't. <laughs> I won't talk about that till next week. There you go. Oh, I haven't watched this week, so I have no idea what you're talking about. You will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Well, that's a semi-spoiler now. Yeah, feel free to so. edit that out since the title match was announced before the show. <laughs> I think there was more than one. There might have been more than one. There always is. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, of uh, flippy dippy dudes that AEW loves, uh, Will Oceanspray made kind of a uh, shocking announcement when he discussed the fact that uh, he might have to retire soon due to injuries. And... Thankfully, he did the legwork for us because, of course, we were going to talk about it. He literally called out the fact that, hey, so that style that Dave Meltzer promotes so much and uh, gives fucking 
five-star matches to all the time, yeah, it, it directly led to shortening of my career. You know, what all of those veterans kept telling me of, like, slowing down and not doing so much stuff that I completely ignored, yeah, it turns out they were right. Turns out they were right. So, sucks for Ocean Spray. So, you mean to tell me that the boring, safe WWE style is actually a way to keep the talent healthy and elongate their careers? Apparently. Hmm. No, no, no. Oh, we sorry. already talked about him versus Jerry. Yes, I was, I was going to say he's like, yeah. Um, yeah. Or is that and, Mustafa's and, next gimmick? Uh, yep. No, apparently. that's actually Drake. <laughs> apparently, yep. Apparently. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, AW signed Commander, who does the same fucking shit, who will also purple himself one of these days. I mean, we almost witnessed Vikingo paralyze himself on, yeah, exactly. live on Dynamite. Twice. Um, live on Dynamite! Um, but the, uh, the interesting thing with the Osprey thing is you're talking about the flippy style and I'm wondering if he's more referring to the, um, strong style because That's what I was thinking. he's been in new Japan for a long time. And that, sure. uh-huh. that style to me is far worse than the flippy, flippy stuff. A lot of the flippy stuff is just gymnastics and mm. doesn't lead to a ton of contact. To me, the, the bigger danger is, you know, unprotected, fucking forearms to the face and yeah uh, you know pile drivers and just like the when your wrestling match ends and it requires multiple fucking medical personnel with ice packs and immediately trying to reduce swelling in your body probably work the style is a little rough not not gonna con- not very conducive to uh long-term health in right. ocean spray's then- defense that is for the past decade, the style Meltzer has given ten, uh, five stars to. Right. Yep. Even That's before EW, he fucking loved New Japan oh, matches. Ocean Spray literally has the most amount of five-star matches. And Meltzer's fucking bullshit. And, yeah, I mean... Uh, and, you know, to a degree, fuck Will Ospreay, because he's the one that decided to chase those stars. That's right. True. Yep. He's the one that decided that I have to do fucking a 360 fucking stomp to my opponent. And have them do fucking brain busters onto me and shit like that. Yeah, you're gonna fucking happen. Now, every once in a while, that does kind of bleed through into into American wrestling because um, obviously the uh, the drop kick on the bottom rope that we see some of the women do is a very much a fucking Japanese thing and is all over stardom. And every time it happens, I worry when I see it. And then fucking Mayu Ibatani continues to take fucking neck bumps and you're just like stop lady stop i want you to be able to walk in a couple of years <laughs> please stop uh, dude for a long time sasha was the same way i felt mm. cringy every time i watched her matches because of some of the bumps that she would take and when she would get hurt she'd be out for a while and you were like yeah right. i kind of figured and same thing with kenny lat uh two years ago when he um mm. he had all those injuries pile up and it's like well Dude, I'm sorry, your style, yeah, it kind of makes sense you were out for almost a year. Right. It's because you're doing your finishing move where you're landing on your fucking ass through three tables that are set up on the side. I mean, I mean, just watch any New Japan show, and I'm sorry, Bruno, I know we're, we're shitting in your cereal here, but just watch any New Japan show and tell me how many unprotected headshots you see in the course of that show, whether mm-hmm. it's elbows, knees, pile drivers, whatever. Unprotected headshots in a New Japan show you know, go count them. You know, play a drinking game out of it. You'd be fucking hammered before intermission. 
Well, and and one of the the uh, the biggest guys that brought that over, Tyler Bate, has made him his style a little safer too. In the in the time that he's been in WWE, you mm-hmm. know, because he was a big one like that too, where he would just fucking come running and throw a fucking elbow into a guy's head, and now you don't see that as much anymore. Right? It's like I wonder why. Um, yeah. All right. So hey, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Jason, anything from uh, the main roster stick out to you this week? So you can go first, pal. Oh, dude, Raw was boring as shit to me. I don't even remember what happened. Um, so, let me think here. I thought we. Oh, were they doing... had they had. Okay, we'll we'll start with this, I guess. And I'm sorry if I'm not going in order. Um, they had a segment on Raw where Cody cuts out, comes out, and cuts a pretty good promo. But mind you, they advertised this entire time that Brock Lesnar was going to be at Raw, and they weren't wrong. He was there. But um, Where, wearing a matching outfit to Trish Stratus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't do anything the Brock at all. He he literally just kind of stood at the ramp. But Cody got held back by 30 security guards or something like that because, God forbid, he punched Brock Lesnar? Well, he was not medically cleared, so. Ah, so instead he should fight all the security guards. He wasn't medically clear to do that either, but <laughs> but he did it anyway. No, I don't know. The the uh, the Uber face beat the shit out of security. For great, like great way to put him over. Twelve minutes. <laughs> and again, Brock's just standing there laughing while more like Cody almost got to him, and then more security jumped on Cody. Like they came from the crowd, and I was like, "Okay, but you advertised Brock Lesnar. He was there. Uh, yeah." Great. They didn't, they didn't advertise him for a match. He was there. He didn't even put anybody through a table. At least have Brock fight the security too. He's done that before, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't need that. Um, I, I but, still stand by what Jason said a couple weeks ago. That those two, I'm. Mm, I don't know about this match. I mean, yeah, Cody. Cody's great at selling, but as far as the actual like. Match? I don't know. It's going to be three minutes. I mean, it is Brock. The, the, the like disrespect that Brock showed him when he just picked him up by his ass and, and chucked him. To me, um, I don't, I don't want to say it buries him, but it definitely doesn't make him look great. Because I, I understand that Omos picked up Brock and threw him around, but that's a little different. This is right. supposed to be a guy who, who almost won your world championship. Who a motherfucker's just picking him up and just being like, eh, and like throwing him aside like a fucking issue. Like, I mean, a- to be fair, they did that shit to Rey Mysterio all the time. Yeah. But Rey Mysterio was 97 pounds. Right. Cody's <laughs> so like six foot three, high, like 230. Like, he's, he's built like a champ. Maybe not ne- Maybe not staying next to Brock, but. <laughs> you are. Um, hey, can you guys remind me of something? The main event of night one at WrestleMania was what? It was, it was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team titles. And what was the mission of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? What were we told happens if they win those titles? They were going to take down the bloodline. So why are they still feuding with the bloodline? Because they haven't taken them down yet. <laughs> I thought that's what winning the titles would do. Nope, didn't do that at all. No, and, and instead we're setting up war games when we don't have war games coming up. 
Oh, interesting. Um, listen, I will say this. It did lead to a fantastic segment between Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle in the back where <laughs> Sammy's like, all right, let's hear out his ideas. And like, <laughs> no, have you ever heard his ideas? No, we're <laughs> the planners here. Yeah. Um, so they continue to be fantastic on air together. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm just sort of over this whole thing too. Like, that's I, I guess my biggest problem with WWE right now is I'm just sort of over everything they're doing. Like, I'm sort of over Dom and Ray at this point. I'm sort of over the Bloodline at this point. I'm sort of over like I want Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to feud with someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, get them away from the bloodline for a little while. Let's let's get them onto something else, and then the bloodline can come back later at fucking SummerSlam time and and do something like it's the, the never-ending cycles. It's like Triple H. Well, you know, we're never to the end of a story. We never really truly end stories here. Well, clearly not. Cause no, clearly never. So this fucking shit's been going on for two years now. Like, okay, this, I, I mentioned else. this. I mentioned this last week. I was curious if you guys agree with me. They do this now consistently after Mania, where they just continue with the same stories until Backlash. Like they don't bother. They don't even oh, bother. It's a SummerSlam, dude. Oh no, I hope not. Jesus, <laughs> I hope not. I hope we get some new things that run Money in the Bank time. But but so, yeah, the whole reason why it was called Backlash is because it was literally like WrestleMania a bunch of rematches yeah. from WrestleMania. <laughs> Well, now, but, is it still yeah. WrestleMania Backlash? No, it it's now, now Backlash. Because Cody called it WrestleMania. Cody called it WrestleMania Backlash. I know. Yeah. I had that discussion with Adam last week, and, and he's like, despite what Cody said on Raw, it is just Backlash on the poster. Well, Cody said it, is... it on Raw two days ago, well after you guys recorded, so. Yeah, he did it again. Oh, he did it again? Yeah. I mean, yes. do it again. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it is WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, it just... Look, I, I am kind of uh, looking forward to the draft just, just to change for something different. So and that's, <laughs> the, that's the, the outside the room sort of um, narrative is that this is going to be the true jumping off point of Triple H running creative. This will be when he gets to plan out everything he wants to do. He's not picking up storylines from Vince. He's not running with an existing storyline, though. You know, the bloodline is still doing their thing and Roman's still champ and but we'll see where it goes. Do you think Roman defends his title before he hits the thousand days? Probably. I mean I would think so, but we're getting awfully close and without much No, because they'll want to hype up a match like you know, he'll either hit on like they did with the Usos. He'll either he he if he wins here he will hit one thousand days. Remember yeah. when he did that with the Usos? Yeah, no, he he will one hundred percent. Yeah, he'll one hundred percent defend it because Saudi Mania is before. Uh, oh, that's where he'll defend it. But okay. whom does he defend it against? If it's at Saudi. Saudi Mania, it's probably somebody like Omar. Can't be Cody. Or something. <laughs> no, it won't be Cody. But it'll it'll be something fucking stupid like. Uh, Sheamus will get a shot or something like that. They'll do some kind of weird battle royale. They'll be a big dude. They usually try to make those shows big, though. I mean, uh, essentially nothing of significance ever actually happens at them, but they try to make you think it might. Um, I can see Lashley getting the shot in Saudi Arabia. That's that's the one I was thinking of, yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. That would make some sense. 
A returning least. Randy Orton, maybe? Uh, I got to see that Dean Osama show. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Can't be Matt Riddle. It can't be Brock Lesnar because neither one of those can challenge for this championship no. anymore. Maybe it'll be Seth. Now, see, here's the, here's the thing, right? If they were smart, if they were really smart, they would have put a restriction. So, like, Matt Riddle can never challenge for the WWE Championship again. And then you could do an angle where Matt Riddle goes, well, we could challenge for the Universal Championship, bro. Yeah, if they, if they plan that out. We've fantasy booked so many intelligent ways for them to split those titles that mm-hmm. just, they're just going to do something stupid. Well, again, <laughs> if we're talking about this is where Hunter takes over, maybe we see as, as you know, State change in that regard. Speaking of Hunter if, taking over, do we see just off the top of your head? Do you see a lot of NXT call ups in this draft, or only like maybe one or two? So you had a good point last week, I thought, in that there are a lot of guys in the men's division who you can't see as WWE stars. But I'm going to counter that point with you couldn't see them as WWE stars under Vince McMahon. With Triple H in charge, I think that game changes because these are exactly the type of guys he was pushing in NXT. They wrestle the type of style he wants them to wrestle. He puts an emphasis on in-ring performance over um, aesthetics. Vince was the opposite, obviously. So it wouldn't shock me if you see a push. Here's an interesting Roman one. What if they do a weird sort of mini push for Chad Gable? I don't think so. I don't think they will, but they've been definitely giving him more TV time, definitely having him have these sort of banger matches on TV. The match would be fun. And and once Otis turns on him, we're going to have... He's going to be a hardcore babyface. I'm not opposed to it. I don't know if they'll do it, but I'm definitely not opposed to it. There's been a lot of talk about the draft that's coming up soon. And... I know one of the big names that they keep throwing around is Pretty Deadly. Until they split those tag belts, I don't want Pretty Deadly on the main roster. Because until they split those tag belts, the tag team division suffers. I think Kevin and Sammy versus Pretty Deadly would be fantastic television, though. They would be, for sure. But I don't know that I see Pretty Deadly as double champions right off the bat, you know? So like I said, if they... If they turn I mean, around technically, the weren't they double champions in NXT? Then they win the NXT UK tag titles. That's that's NXT. That's not. Sorry, the they were double champions, champions there. So he's, no, he's no, they're, the, they're fantastic. I would make a case that the NXT tag titles are more prestigious at this point than the WWE tag titles. Yeah, pretty much. The the thing about it, and and Adam tried to say last week that I was saying all the small guys couldn't make it on the main roster. It's not about being small. Small guys. <laughs> it's it's to me it's about your entertainment value. Like and that's why I said to me I thought there was a good handful of people that, that would be really good in the main roster. People like Mello, Grayson Waller, um, even Breaker, because Breaker does have a presence. But Breaker's heel work has actually been fun. Sure. Been yeah. But when you look at the time that they have for each show, two hours for SmackDown, three hours for Raw, <laughs> where do you put somebody like a JD McDonough? Or somebody like an Axiom. Like, I just don't see it. Those, so, those guys prob- are, are never going to make it in the main roster. Axiom, I could see. I mean, we, we had fucking Kalisto tooling around for That's true. You know, a fucking decade. Um, 
So the thing with that is that I don't know where you put them on the main roster. I don't, but the biggest problem that WWE has is the same problem they've had for a long time, which is and they get so bloated because they consistently bring up these new guys, but they don't ever let anyone go. Right. They keep the same t- – like, God love him. And, and he puts, he's been putting on great matches. Like, Sheamus would be better in a, in a backup role at this point where he goes away for large periods of time. Sort of like Roman does. And then he'll just come back every now and then. And Drew had a run, and he's taking a little break now. And I guarantee you he'll be super hot when he comes back because he took a little break. Like, we don't need to see everyone on TV every week. You're better off to cycle these guys through, and that's going to create more opportunities for these guys you're trying to bring up. And I think for some of the vet, some of the people that have been on TV for 10 years, even people like Miz, it makes sense. Look, you're going to reward these guys by giving them lighter schedules, which I'm sure... And they're still collecting out. their checks. Exactly. And their name value then means something when Seth shows up on a show or when Miz shows up at a, a, you know, a right. show. Um, and then same you have with, more time. Yeah. Oh, Ziggler, sure. Um I would agree with Jason Sheamus. He had a great twenty twenty two and twenty, you know, into twenty twenty three. But I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this this way, and this is gonna sound bad because I'm a huge, huge fan of this person. Have you actually missed AJ Styles since he's been gone? Not really. I was just thinking that too. I'm like, I was like, <laughs> you know, he, he's been gone, and and I love Styles, but yeah, he, it, it, I haven't really felt his lack of being on the show like other than the occasional like oh is he going to come back to attack matt riddle have you really missed randy orton no but Mm. i mean i if if i here's the thing with randy orton is some of his best work was in his last year right so so you remember him more fondly you don't find yourself really clamoring for oh i can't wait till he's back no I don't. I really don't. And it's nothing against Randy Orton. It's just that I've seen him for decades. Yeah, but that's my point, is that you can have these guys, you can freshen things up for short periods of time, get these new guys some exposure, and then bring those new, those older guys back to work with the guys once they're established. Mm -hmm. They don't do that stuff. But but they they might. They might. So, we'll see if they do. Like you said, if this is a Triple H draft and he wants to bring up a few guys that'd be great also maybe after backlash is when they do that house cleaning we've been hearing about mm. the, the majority the, the majority of that is going to be in in the offices that big you know because that's what happens whenever you have a big merger like that or, or a big acquisition is suddenly endeavor's got a bunch of the people that already do things that some of these other people do so we keep hearing about like, oh, they're they're going to be firing people, and people are instantly thinking it's going to be talent. There might be a few people, uh, a, a few of the talents that get those, but it's going to mainly be, you know, we're going to clean out this fucking division in Titan Towers or clean out this division. Kind of thing Endeavor, like I can't wait for the press release. Endeavor has come to terms on the release of Vince McMahon's mustache. Yes. <laughs> mean that? Yes. <laughs> now. Yes. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Raw You're was wrong. Raw was fucking boring <laughs> this week, right? <laughs> Wrestling on general this week was boring. Sure. What'd you think of Trish's heel promo? That was good. I, liked I it. loved. I loved Trish's heel promo. I thought she did a great yeah. job. 
I, I like and, it. And and facts. Really, yeah. nothing she said was wrong. No. Said I'm and the that's greatest. the best heel promos where yeah. you can be and say shitty things and they're actually true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just sitting there and because being like, Sal and I had this long act. debate that Lita was the star that Lita was because she had Trish to play off of. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what Trish said. Was, Lita wasn't the star. <laughs> I was. And I made Lita a bigger star because she was next to me. Well, she Trish was when, when um when Becky and Charlotte and Ronda headlined, headlined Mania, you should have been thinking me. Right. It's because of me that that happened, and she's not wrong. Right. And, that was, so I, and I thought the delivery was great. I thought she played the bitchy character really well. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with this. Now, when do you think yeah. they fight? Not at Backlash. Okay. You think they cool it down for a while and then... One of them yeah. goes away for a bit. Maybe Trish, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then Becky can feud with Raquel Gonzalez. Rodriguez, whatever the fuck it is. As long as I don't have to see Lita wrestle. That's has got a strong back, Jason. And you can, well, she must, because she can throw around Liv Morgan. Okay. Tell me that wasn't fucking weird. <laughs> They've been doing that, though. No, but when she him. said it in the promo on SmackDown, she was yeah. like, I take my partner and I throw her into people. And she's like, yeah, use me as a weapon. Like, I mean, but Morgan dumping water in herself as, as a way to, like, be crazy was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is why you don't get a lot of opportunities. To Next week on Raw, Liv Morgan dumps water on herself and grabs an electrical cable to be a conduit for electrifying somebody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, but you know what? Is that better or worse than Nikki Cross kind of hanging out in the background in the first row I'm, during Candace's match? That's at least something. I mean, she might have been waiting for the women's tag champs because, in all fairness, Liv did say, watch me. Yeah. yeah that's fair. She just wanted to get an up-close and personal view of dead eggs. Um, I do like... I did like Dakota versus Bianca. I thought that was really good. Yeah. But it falls in line. See, so this is the difference to me between watching Raw and between watching Dynamite. And I think I was fairly critical of Dynamite earlier, and I don't think I said anything that was untrue. However, comma, when I watch Dynamite, though I might think, I'm never really sure what's going to happen, who they're going to put over, who's going to win a match, who's going to... Like, Watching Raw, I know. Like, I could tell you, I, as soon as they announced Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley, okay, cool, Lashley's going to get close, and then he's going to get jumped by Bronson Reed. They even gave you a Bronson Reed package before. <laughs> they literally follow the same formula in every match. <sighs> and that, to me, is where I sort of start to check out, because if I already know what's going to happen before the match even starts, I'm not going to spend my time watching it. I'm sure there's a game I can play on my iPad or fucking half-naked chick on TikTok or something I can watch. Um, I don't need to watch this because you've told me. You've set the expectation. AEW at least sets the expectation that everything they do on TV matters or could matter or could have significance. WWE routinely tells me nothing they do on TV matters. Although I did see uh, Slapnuts talking about how... AEW doing dream matches and then never doing anything with them is uh, a waste of time. So, 
it's like you're you work for the company, dude. <laughs> but it, he's not 100 percent wrong on that either, because we've mentioned it before, where it's like just doing. Well, he also matches. thinks he also thinks he's in his dream matches. So. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. That's a good but, point. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the. Does you know, it's a dream match, awesome. Slap Nuts, me versus Kenny Omega. Everybody's been wanting to see that for decades. Yeah. yeah. But AEW doing these matches where, okay, like, these two guys fight, and then we never see them again. Like, you're just burning something that you could be building towards. No, you know? sure. They, 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 go, they go to the other extreme much worse. Mm-hmm. But I do understand what Jason is saying. When you watch especially some of these... Uh, these TV Raws and SmackDowns before anything big happens, like a draft or like a you know a Money in the Bank, it, it's like we're treading water. It's like we, we don't care, so we're not going to bother writing an interesting show. Here, here's yeah. some fucking shit. Be glad it's not a clip show. <laughs> I believe there is. I believe there is a happy medium between the two of of the uh, rematch after rematch after rematch that WWE does because they don't want to do anything other than they're building towards and AW just doing random matches. I do think there is a happy medium there. NXT does a good that. job with the happy medium. Yeah, NXT also does a good job of utilizing their like recruits as enhancement talent. So you're like... <laughs> I can't tell you when I was a 21-year-old guy coming up in this business and somebody told me I cannot wait to watch you face Bandito in 2023. It is a dream match. Woohoo! Ain't I great? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like like you said, NXT does a really good job of that where where storylines are building but they are still putting matches in there of like, hey, this this guy fucking, this deaf wrestler is going to get a shot here of like that and it's not going to really build to anything, but it gives them more time and puts over your your challenge you're trying to push. So, dude, even Dijak and Apollo Cruz. Tony Khan told me me versus Negative One, one of his dream matches. <laughs> Good God! Um, if he even, touches that boy's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> even Dijak versus Cruz. It was it was a TV match, but it it told a story, and I was I was fine with it. And I liked the little um, backstage they did. They were, you know, because they do that earlier in the day. And um, he's like, "Oh yeah, the draft's coming up. You're looking to impress people. To try to get back on Raw." I like that. Dijak said that because it's realistic. He should be wanting yeah. to get back on Raw and SmackDown. That that stuff is good. The the main roster stuff talking about the draft is garbage because it's yeah, yeah. so <laughs> fucking. It's so overdone. It's so overused. Like, every fucking segment that was a talking segment was like, oh, here's the drift coming up. And, like, <laughs> talking with people who shouldn't fucking care about where they get drafted to. It's like, oh, I'm really worried about the draft. It's like, why? What does it matter to you? You mean, like, the five people that came up to, to Tez and um, Angelo Dawkins was like, hey, you guys could break up with the draft. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of shit, too. It's like, hey. Uh, look, I'm I'm excited for the draft because uh, it sounds like it's going to actually be a hard draft. You know, mm. it's going to be a hard brand split. I don't know how long that lasts. It never does, I'm, but at least we'll I'm take at least it for while it's where yeah, it does. I'm, I'm at least willing to see like, okay, we we know who we're going to get and things things like that. And obviously with the the couple of NXT guys that'll be called up too. But yeah, the, this whole we're gonna have another couple fucking weeks of like. 
every tag team match is going to be, I don't know, the draft coming up in a couple of weeks. These two guys, this might be the last time they take. It's like, come on, shut the fuck up, Cole. And like, if they split up the Street Profits, one would come to AEW, we could have that eight ball on a pole match. Dream match! Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is going to be your new character now? This is Jeff Jarrett books himself a dream match. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, oh, Cole, yeah, Michael Cole on SmackDown. Hey, you know, I got drafted once. Wait, did you ever get drafted? No, they didn't. I know. <laughs> so clearly Cole remains not having Vince in his ear, which is mm, great. That's true. But there, but there is plenty of times where, and Michael Cole is really good. He is definitely like a future Hall of Famer for announced for that. But there are times where you're just like, dude, we get it. Like, you just keep bringing up this event coming up here, and I know you're trying to sell it, but just stop. Just calm down. We we, under, we know when the draft is coming, okay? We know what it means. We know that there's probably going to be a take-two, which is always stupid for them to turn around and uh, if you're drafting. Again, the draft doesn't make a lot of sense when you have the same guy drafting both rosters because we don't have a raw GM and, an, and a SmackDown GM. But then you're sitting there and you're going to go, because remember when they split up the New Day, it was like, oh, Big E got drafted. He was like, why? You had a chance to take all three of them. You still could have just pushed Big E as a singles guy while still having another tag team on your roster. Why did you split those up? It makes no fucking sense. Serious question. They haven't actually come out and said it, but the implication is that there is no faction or tag team drafting. Everybody's going to be drafted individually this year. Is that true? I don't know. I haven't okay. heard that. Well, because but they yeah, said, like, um, I mean, the only thing they said, what Adam Pierce was saying on a backstage, like, everybody's eligible, which, I mean, that's very generic. But I, well, I, that's, I, I think that's more along the lines of because in the past they've been like, this this champion cannot be drafted because he's on Brock and everything like that. So that was what they used to do back in the day. Obviously, the most recent draft has just been like, well, I don't know, fucking draft whoever we want. But again, like I said, when you don't have somebody trying to fuck over the other GM, it makes no sense for there to be a draft of like splitting this guy up or I need to take this guy or whatever like that. It's like that's and I I'm not looking for authority figures in every show. But at least having like at least when you had like Sony Deville and Adam Pierce, you could be like, it makes sense that she wants to fuck him over and be like, Oh, you got you you really oh, want the speed profits. No, of course not. He doesn't have a vagina. But, like, you, you know, at least she could be like, well, I'm just going to take fucking Montez Ford and, and I'm going to leave you with the other one just to fuck you over so you can't have a take. You know, that kind of stuff at least would make sense. But when it's Adam Pierce going like, well, you know, I guess I only want this guy on Raw and this guy on SmackDown. Like, it's just, it takes well, away from it. As long as Draws and I get drafted to the same show so we can have that keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Dream match! Um... No, Troy, they're going to have war rooms again. The Fox war room, the USA war room. And then well, those, that, those executives in the robot battle it out for who they want to draft. Well, Ra has a robot now, too. So <laughs> That's we, true. <laughs> we could have both robots fight each other. Oh, my God, we're going to get a robot versus robot match, aren't we? For the does first Fox, pick in the first round. Does Fox still do the Fox robot? I don't know. They could always bring it back. If we make it a triple threat, it could be a dream. God damn it. <laughs> Robo Jerica. Jer- Robo Jerica. Yeah, uh-huh. we're almost there. Jason, anything else on SmackDown or Raw that you wanted to touch on? Uh, besides Trisha. Never mind. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I thought it was interesting that they went with the Judgment Day and the Bloodline sort of squaring off a little bit and sort of aligning themselves together, clearly planting some seeds for something down the road, I would imagine. I enjoyed that you had Rhea and Solo squaring off, and then Heyman tried to swap them, and then Rhea swapped with Finn to continue <laughs> to stare down Solo. I thought that was good. I did feel like Damien Priest shaking hands with Paul Heyman was like, maybe we will finally fucking kill the Judgment Day. You know, not just through the draft, but also <clears throat> Damien Priest maybe, I don't know if he would join the Bloodline. Well, but so well, I mean, we keep killing the Judgment Day every week they're on TV and they lose every single match. That's right, true. but it's like, get Rhea away from those people. Rhea, if you want to keep Rhea and Dominic... Rhea is the only thing that fun. brings credibility to that group right now. I know, that's why the group needs to die. <laughs> I'm fine with Rhea and Dom doing their own thing. Getting Finn away from uh, Damien Priest and them two would be best for him. Because he's a fucking afterthought at this point. Because all the people want to do is uh, fucking simp Rhea and listen to Dom telling people to keep your name out of your mouth. I mean, my mouth. (laughs) I mean, somebody's mouth. (laughs) To be fair, I I did, to the writers of that segment, I did enjoy that they didn't... um, you know, shy away from their own history. Like, uh, Heyman was like, I have been told Mr. Ballard doesn't particularly like the judgment, and like the bloodline still. Like, so they they did bring it up. They didn't ignore it, which was nice. Right. Which gives me a great idea. Me versus Dom in a With My Mommy Tonight match. Dream match! I'll I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... What do you think, Jay? Do you think they should split up the bloodline? I eventually they will. Well, I meant like at the draft. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so here's the thing. The Usos are, are are no longer tag team champions. They are SmackDown talent, and they've opened the last three Raws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why that needs to immediately stop after the draft. Also, you have Rhea as the SmackDown women's champion. Yep. SmackDown so. has an equivalent ti- a, a specific title. There is no reason for her to travel to Raw. It's, just, it, it's going to cause a bunch of problems because or maybe now they're going to realign it so that they can make sure that people are uh, because they fell so far out of whack and mm-hmm. certain Raw talents are in factions now with certain SmackDown talents <laughs> and they have to fucking find a way to readjust. Yeah. Remember that yeah. time? They tried to excuse. The they tried to excuse their actions by calling it the wild card. That was wild card, bitches. Yep. It lasted like yeah. three months, and then they were like, "Nah, I don't care. I don't even call it that anymore. Who gives a fuck?" Yeah, don't but, even fuck. But only that. five people can come wild over time. on any given month, or four people, two midgets. <laughs> The girl's on her period. She gets a two-week break where she can come back. Uh. <laughs> yeah. All that was garbage, but yeah, like you said, it's it's gotten to the point where there's no brand, brand split right now, even right. though they have titles that are specifically called the SmackDown Women's Championship and things like that. So, But the draft is supposed to fix that. The draft is supposed to fix that. The draft is supposed to turn around and, and make it so that Rhea is only on SmackDown and doesn't show up on Raw, which... You know, will make my penis sad, but it, Why, I would rather that. What do you do with Owens and Zane? Well, they're the you... unified champs, so they could travel to either show. 
Well, okay, that, so we're already having people that, on both shows. No, because they they still they still well, Roman would be have, on both shows, right? I was going to say Roman. Yep. The the idea, or and it's stupid, is to turn around and draft them to one of the shows, and then take the other belts off of them and separate the belts because that's why you have two belts. They're it's, never separating the belts. That's what I'm. That's what the problem is. It's like. They've had every available opportunity to. They literally had a fucking match a couple months ago where the Usos just defended the Raw belts. Two of them. The yeah, and then just defend the SmackDown belt, yeah. Yeah. And then still didn't fucking break them up. You had where you've had how many opportunities now where anyone can sit there and go, well, oh, Roman, you only said I couldn't challenge for the WWE belt, but I can challenge for the universe, you know, that kind of shit. But yeah, we still don't do that because. Again, if you would have Roman Reigns lose the WWE belt, he can still get to a thousand days because the Universal belt is the one he's had the longest. That's right. But again, we just keep doing this dumb shit where it's like, and I, I 100% understand if you turn around and draft Roman Reigns to SmackDown and you say, okay, you are vacating the WWE championship, and then whoever wins it is going to look like they are less than. Because they did not beat Roman Reigns for the championship. It's the same thing with the tag team belts. Is if you don't have somebody beating uh, Sammy and Kevin for the Raw tag team belts or whatever it's going to be, they're not going to look as strong. They're going to but look that like one, oh, that one's not as bad. Because not as bad. at least it's not the Usos. So you got the belts off of the Usos. And and Kevin and Sam, you've only had them for a couple weeks, so it it would be fine if you just split them yeah. on the draft. Right. You can you can well yeah, and even if you wanted to do it like okay, well Kevin and Sammy, you're going to fight for the raw belts, and you're going to fight for the Santa belts, and you just have the Usos fucking make them cost them one of the belts, and then you know use that as fodder for the next match. That's fine. But again, like I said, is um, if you are going to unify the world championship as, like, one lineage for Roman Reigns, as, like, the universal lineage, and then you create a second belt for Raw, it's still going to look at as, just like the universal belt was originally, when it when it became a thing when they, when they started the brand split again. People were like, well, sure, but, like, it's not as important because, like, Finn Balor won it just a random match. It's like a tournament, so. yeah. Um... I, I really hope they don't have another new world championship. I, I look, I've been watching this product too long, and they've done that about four times now. So, but I, although I will say this, I am I am curious. What's better than a universal champion? A galactic champion. Yeah. Um, my, my issue is is that I I like the lineage of the WWE. Sure. And why is Trish bragging? I had that. Bitch, bark like a dog. Also true. <laughs> and you can't you, <clears throat> at this point. You can't get rid of the lineage for the for the universal because that's what we're banking on this thousand days for Roman. That's right. So it's like, yeah, you almost have to take one of the belts off of him in order to so you can keep both those lineages. Or like the take belts or whatever. I don't fucking care. You could <laughs> and and hear me out on this. Book him to defend both titles in one show, and you have him lose the WWE Championship at the end of the show, 
That way he still keeps the Universal, still gets to the Thousand Days, and you use the two matches in one night as as the reason why he lost the WWE title. So you want a Seth Rollins him? But you, but yeah. but in doing that, if Who's you have paralyzed him, though, if you have him defend, if you have him defend separate belts on the same night, if he if he wins the first match, you choreograph the second match. True. It's like well, we always lose that one. Here's the problem. What they don't want to do, the issue, the reason they haven't split the title is because what they don't want to do is have Roman lose a match. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to happen eventually. What the, the easy solution to all of this is a triple threat. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say a ladder match, but yeah, triple threat works. It's not doing a fucking ladder match at this point. <laughs> Didn't they the, just do what they did with the... Was it uh, the... Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, somebody else, where it was like the first fall was for this belt, the second fall yeah. was for this belt. Just do the Yeah, give a triple threat. They don't want to have yeah. Roman take a pin. But he wouldn't take a pin, though. You yeah. have to. You could have the you two challengers have... pin each other, that's true. Exactly, yeah. Then uh, then you can continue to say he hasn't been pinned in, so, in such and such a long time. Because right? yeah. he did lose, he lost a match against Seth Rollins by uh, DQ. Yeah, DQ. It was DQ at the Rumble. Seth was the winner of that match. Right, which is why they continue to say that he hasn't been pinned since 2019. That's right. The last person to pin him was. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Who should go away for a little bit. Baron (laughs) Corbin and that dog food feud. And I like Baron Corbin, but he needs to go away. Dog food! It's dog food! Yeah, was that, was that Jeff that was fucking irate about that? Yes. Yeah. Um, I did like, though, that they had the fucking lamest wrestler ever tell Baron Corbin nobody wants you. Yeah. Huh. That was at least funny. Wait, Naomi came back? No, okay, The no, other lamest uh, wrestler. Uh, no, no, the, the, lamest, the lamest current wrestler. Okay, right. Because Naomi is not a wrestler. Do you guys know Santino Morella wrestled on the Impact pay-per-view? Oh wait, Santino. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Making sure they didn't they didn't dive back into that again. So <clears throat> his neck fusion is now allowing him to wrestle as well, which seems to be the trend now. Sure seems that way. Yeah. Well, considering that Bob that uh, Bobby Roode just got his fucking done uh, uh, late last year, I'm sure he'll. And we'll be talking about that too soon. I stand by him as my pick to win the Andre this year. Bobby Roode. Hmm. The Andre already happened. I'm keeping hope alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else that we? He could beat Bobby Lashley and take it. Sure, that's right. All right. Uh, Jordan else? Grace's contract is expired with Impact Wrestling, so no word yet on if she's going to resign. But she did lose the big match at Rebellion. Diana Perazzo is the new Knockouts Champion, also. Uh, her husband, Steve Macklin, the new Impact champion. Um, I, you know, I'm not the world's biggest Steve Macklin fan, even in Impact. I don't think I've, I've connected to the character. But, I mean, credit him for not letting the release from WWE keep him from finding his niche. And he has found it, and he's a world champion somewhere now. And, and Impact really likes their married couple as as uh, world champions, so... I mean, Jonathan Gresham was never champion. Taya and John Morrison were, though. Sure. 
But that's one time. I mean, WWE's done the same thing when Triple H and Stephanie have titles at the same time. Right, and then I know they had uh, uh, Seth and Becky too. Seth yeah. and Becky. Like, it's not the it's not the new in, in sports. It's just yeah. I I wonder if Steve Macklin wasn't with the if he'd be champion right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would. They've been sort of grooming him since he came in as sort of like their their next big guy. Impact sort of builds one guy over a period of time and they do. slowly elevates him. Imagine that. They slowly elevate the guy, and then they eventually pull the trigger on putting the title on him. I know. At a big pay-per-view event. Imagine that. Ugh, what a concept. They, they, tried, they tried so hard with Moose. <laughs> they tried so hard with Moose. And he Moose, went a, Moose held a long title reign. Yeah. But nobody cared. <laughs> They also tried with Rich Swan, and then they were like, "Ooh, Kenny Omega." <laughs> well, it's it's you know very... who's great in Impact though, Joe Henry. He's fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah he's... I know Joe Henry. Yeah, I uh, Rich Swan. Wild. Rich, Rich Swan can suck my dick. First of all, but second of all, like they, it's clear that Impact regrets that situation with with AEW because they have continued to take shots at them now. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I think so. someone said Impact's going to Impact, so. Well, yeah. They'll do it again. They'll do it with somebody else. It um, is, Impact is much better with Scott Tamora at the helm. Right, and, and here's the thing. They could have very easily gone the AEW route. And, oh, we got Frankie Kazarian. Let's put the world title right on him, former AEW guy. Yeah. And said, while Steve Macklin is a former WWE guy, he's barely a former WWE guy. And he's been <laughs> gone for a while. Like, yeah. right, right. He slow burned and developed this character and persona and made it work. It wasn't like, hey, we got Heath and Rhino, so let's make them a fucking tag team right out the yeah. gate again. Put the tiles yeah. on. Yep. All right. Anything else that we want to talk about? No, uh, nobody maybe. watched NXT. I haven't finished watching it. I haven't uh, gotten through the main event yet. Uh, okay. Uh, well, the only thing I wanted to touch upon with NH- with NXT, um, I think they've. To, are trying a new character with um, Nathan Frazier. He's got like a news segment now. Yeah, it wasn't a fan. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't good. But also, like NXT has that track record of the first time we see a new character not being good and then developing into something better. Well, and for every two, for every Tiffany yeah. Stratton, there's a Lash Legend. Right. Exactly. But um, Nathan Frazier wasn't going to make it too much longer on just being. Good wrestler. Sure, needed, not that I agree with. Yeah, he needed something that was more Look at Duke This Hudson. might not be it. Yeah, Duke Hudson was a good wrestler who became a lot more fun once he became fucking part of Chase U. So yeah, it, we'll we'll see Did what someone happens. Someone say Andre Chase. I enjoyed that segment with uh, Breaker and Duke Hudson. By the way, yeah. Um, Jason's the only one that's going to get this reference, but um, what did you guys think of the York Foundation's Brooke Jensen? <laughs> uh, you have to change his name now. He has to be Thomas Rich and that's Richard right. Morton. <laughs> um, that was something, and I guess they're fighting next week at Spring Breaker. I and <laughs> don't really get the point of doing this this fast. I don't mind. I, I sort of figured we would be there, but. Not much of a burn here. It was all pretty much done in one episode. Yeah, um, do I? I'm gonna assume. Maybe it's just my bad opinions, but I feel like Indy Hartwell's losing this title next week. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. 
Is she losing it to Roxanne or is she losing it to Tiffany? Because my money's on Tiffany. She's yeah, losing I it think... to Tiffany, and she's going to be the one that gets pinned, and then Roxanne could be like, "I still haven't been pinned for that title." So, I think it's I think it's more along the lines of Tiffany wins it, and then Roxanne and Indy go to the main roster. I think Indy does. Yeah, I think Roxanne chases <laughs> Tiffany for a while. Possibly. Yeah. I don't think Roxanne's really found it yet. That that thing, like she's good in the ring, but they're the character just. They're still searching for something with her. Yeah, that's well, true. She has anxiety. But I mean, that's her character, right? They're working on it. <laughs> but like you said, it, it clearly is a work in progress still. So, Whereas, I mean, Tiffany is a finished product. Uh, Indy is a finished product. Like, you're not really going to do too much more more with her. And it makes sense for her to give a little, a little run and then bring her up. And then once Johnny heals from his shoulder injury, you know, kind of reform the way. Ludwig Borga was a finished project. <laughs> That's a decent joke. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you, Sal. Thank you, Troy. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Troy. And uh, Jason, why don't you send uh, I guess that means we will run your ass down next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzer effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.